Hey, what's up? This episode, we sit down with comedian Anthony Moore. While Anthony had a scholarship to St. Joe's, he hosted a college talent show and happened to catch the comedy bug. Uh, he quickly rose through the ranks of Philly's comedy circuit and was selected by Comedy Central to represent Philly on Kevin Hart's Comedy Central show, Heart of the City. Anthony moved up to New York a few years ago and has become a regular at the uh, world-famous Comedy Cellar. He's performed with Louis C.K., Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and a ton of other famous comedians. Anthony sat with us at the New Wave Cafe in Queen Village, and uh, he provides first-hand account of what it's like for a comedian trying to make it in New York City and talks about what he likes about Philadelphia. Remember to review us, rate us, subscribe, all that stuff. And when your friends and family ask you if you're watching or listening to anything good these days, don't forget to mention the Philly Blunt. Nothing helps us more than word of mouth. So we hope you enjoy this episode with West Philly's own Anthony Moore. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Philly Blunt. My name is Johnny Goodtimes. I'm Reef. This is Greg. And Happy New Year to uh, Blunt Nation. Happy New Year. Uh, first episode of 2020, and we're very excited about our guest to kick off the new year. So Young cool. man from uh, West Philadelphia, currently living up in New York. Anthony Moore, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Hey, thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, Appreciate for sure. It. Yeah. So you, uh, when did you move up to New York? I moved to New York. September 2015. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I've been up there a little over four years now. What differences do you see between New York and Philadelphia? Um, Living-wise or comedy? Mm. Um, both. Both, both. Um, there is definitely a lot more expensive. Um, I'm living horrible up there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I miss my car. Yeah. That was the one thing I had to get rid of when right. I moved. There's no point to have a car up there, really. Yeah, not think. really, yeah. not really. Um, what what, what yeah. borough are you in? I'm in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in um, Come on, Brooklyn. he's got that hipster look to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the part I'm in, I'm in Sunset Park. So it's okay. like my my neighborhood is all Asian and Jewish. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't see no black people. <laughs> <laughs> like, they look at me like, "What you doing around yeah, here?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's yeah. So it was like um, I'm catching a train up there. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, it's, I'm so spoiled. Like when I come back here, I have to drive. Right. Like, right. If I'm not using somebody's car or Uber, I'm not going out. Right. 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 You're like, I'm not doing no train this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But as far as comedy, it's better. You think or um, yeah, comedy. I've definitely had to step it up a lot mm-hmm. because here, you know, you. The most you might get on stage here is twice in a night, and mm-hmm. that's like if you're if you're working one of the clubs, mm-hmm. or if it just might happen to be two open mics or so in a night. But usually here you're getting on stage once, and if you're not on stage by ten ten thirty, mm-hmm. you're not really getting on stage right. that night. Whereas like in New York, comedy starts at five in the afternoon with the open mics till one two in the morning. Right, right, so right. you could do. The most I've gotten on stage out there, I was booked for seven shows in the night. Wow. Yeah, I was booked I was booked on seven, but I ended up only doing six. And the reason why I didn't do that seventh one, so I work on um, the comedy cellar. Mm-hmm. It was like top legendary, club up there. Legendary spot, yeah. And when Kevin Hart was running his hour for the his the tour that just passed, he went over his time. Mm-hmm. So like well the superstars like him they're allowed to do however much time they want 
So it was like I was going to end up being late for my spot around the corner. Right. If I would have did that show. Mm-hmm. So I had to just skip that one spot and go to the next one. Where? Yeah, how, yeah, how, yeah. how long are your sets? Um, fifteen minutes. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. In New York, is that's the one. That's one thing that's different. In New York clubs, most of them are like showcase clubs, mm-hmm. whereas like. The clubs here are just like the more traditional right. with the host headliner, host featured then headliner. Right. Whereas in um, New York is more so a host, and then six people do about fifteen minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have you noticed a difference in the crowd reaction? Are, are we are we harsher as they say, or is that, is that um, bullshit? New York it taught me to be more universal. Hmm. So that's why I say like this. The the crowds here might be a little bit more tougher, mm-hmm. but. I know how to relate so well because I know the crowd is either going to be from Philly, Jersey, or Delaware. Right. Where in New York, I don't know where they going to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's so rare that you meet an actual New Yorker right, now. Right, right, <laughs> so, right, right. Unless you're like deep in the boroughs of like Brooklyn or the Bronx. But even with in Brooklyn, most of them are from no, all good. over now. Yeah, you got right. the people that's mm-hmm. the, the ones that are raising the rent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Yeah, so... When I'm in the clubs in the city, is like I might be performing for a family from Texas mm-hmm. that's sitting next to a family from South Africa. Right. Mm-hmm. So you like, got to make them both laugh. Right, right. Yeah. So that's what made me step it up a lot. Right. Just figuring out how to relate to all these different cultures. Do you, not to knock Philly, but is the, the town of other comedians much better up in New York? Yeah. yeah. I said just because it's kind of like. Um, well, that's where you got to go, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You either got to go to New York or L.A. And um, I guess they say L.A. is more if you want to act because it's going to like stage time is going to be really scarce out there. Um, Where in New York, that's where you go to like become a a better stand up. So the people I've been performing with, especially like just at the cellar. Mm -hmm. So whereas like when I was in Philly, you know, I was doing all the open mics and stuff. And I still do when I come back. Like I've been doing... Since I've been home for the break, I've been doing all the open mics, like Raven Lounge, um, mm-hmm. Fergie's, um, the Comedy Drone, which keeps them up the black host. I've been doing yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, at uh, The Saint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in New York, like at the Comedy Cellar, like I've had shows where I had to follow Aziz or mm-hmm. following Louie. Or like just like the, the top guys are like where if I'm doing a the show there, usually I'm the least famous like mm-hmm. or like the least known person right. Mm-hmm. whereas like I'm performing with all of these guys with all of these major TV credits and mm-hmm. specials and things of like that sort mm-hmm. so or even just like at a regular bar show right right like I just did um I just did like a small little bar in Harlem and on the show closing it out is Roy Wood Jr. wow so it's like things like, like <laughs> just things, popping up <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah so things like that you you never know who you want to be performing with on any given night right is it scary following like a Louis or an Aziz? Um, it's got to be a different kind of pressure, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I say what helped me out. I remember the first time I had to follow Kev. I had to follow him, and I was like terrified. Like I was, <laughs> mm-hmm. but then going up, I, that was like one of the best sets I've ever had right. up until that point because. The crowd energy was just so high. Right. So like, he's like your fluffer. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it was like, all I got to do is just ride that wave right, of like, right. yeah. So they're just so excited from that point where it's like, they they, they want to laugh. Right. And just at that, at that particular spot, 
they figure, all right, if you're performing here, they figure you're probably somebody already. Right. So it's not that bad. Is it a new thing in... I've learned in music lately, but was it always like this in comedy? The headliner doesn't is not the last act anymore. At least in music, in the club no. scene I've been working in, like the headliner is next to last, and then it'll be another yeah, opener. Another like that the, closes the, it out. Yeah. Um, no, no. It, I mean, it really, it really depends. Like where I know some clubs, they usually have, um, they might have somebody good going on, and then like they'll, what they do is um, they have these spots called the check spot. So the check spot is basically where you're performing while people are paying their tab for the night. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, so so nobody's listening at all. Right, that's so, a hard spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they might have, so with certain situations where it's like, right. it might be a really good, really great comic, go up mid-show, then this new person that's trying to break into the club, he performs during the check, well, he or she performs during the check spot. And then they, then to close it out, they'll bring up another good performer. Okay. So wait, um, I, I I guess I'm just now. They literally put people on while people are paying their check. Yeah. Oh, well, they so figure once the head, <laughs> once the featured person's done, people are gonna roll something. Right. 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 So yeah. they don't get burnt. Right. Yeah. All right. right. I yeah. got you. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like it's it's kind of one of those deals where when you're still on a certain rung, if you're the check guy, at least you get to come on after. Louis right. or or Kevin Hart. Or are you are you at that point still where you just you're just excited still to get up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not turning down any stage time. Yeah, okay. Really. Yeah. So only only place I might turn turn down some stage time is when I'm back home. Right. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. hey. Should have got me while I was here. Yeah, yeah, right. right. But other than that, but even even now, like uh, mm-hmm. if I'm at a show and somebody asks me, right, like I. I don't go to shows without the intention of getting up. Right. So it's right. like mm. when I when I'm home, like I'll still pop up at Warm Daddy's to do a guest mm. spot mm. or mm-hmm. the open mics just to work out new material. So if the stage right. time is offered, I'm not turning it down. For sure. Mm. Do you have and any? When, and when you moved up to New York, was that a career? Was that a career decision? Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I mean, even now, still with me staying there, I hate it. Uh-huh. Like um, <laughs> oh, amen. 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 I get it. Yeah, get if it, it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for comedy, right? I'll be I'll be perfect being back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when did you when did you first know when did you know that yo I'm I like this and I'm pretty good at it. Um, honestly, so in high school I knew I, I always loved Martin, mm-hmm. and I knew mm-hmm. I wanted a TV show, but I didn't know how to go about getting one. Then in college they needed a host for the talent show. Okay. So That's how he started hosting Yeah So I, they needed a host For my school talent show At St. Joe's So I ended up hosting And after that I started going to Open mics at the Laugh House And I just Kept up with it Through the years But it's crazy because Even like with All these shows I was doing I never really realized I would have to move To New York one day mm-hmm. Like I just thought like Okay I'll end up Hosting at the Laugh House And then like mm-hmm. I'll just end up in a movie from that. Right, right, right. <laughs> like I never, but it's like as I kept up with it, the goals just kept getting bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. and then it got to the point where it was like I did everything I could do. It was like the Laugh House had closed, mm-hmm. and at this time Punchline wasn't open yet. Mm-hmm. It was just um, the only club here was Helium, right. yeah. And at that time, like they weren't working me at all, mm-hmm. so like it was like I I gotta go right. I gotta go right. to get to that next level right right and um, when you made that decision how did your family feel about it did you have support was it resistance my mom she definitely supported me she cause she's the one that saw how serious I was with mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. I would always 
always trying to borrow her car to go right, to shows right, or stuff right, like that right. or just staying out. She knew this wasn't some hobby. Right. Because mm-hmm. even when I started, what I used to do was, before I, before I got my car, when I was still in school, like I lived on campus my freshman year. Mm-hmm. I would take the 40 mm-hmm. from St. Joe's campus all the way down around here, mm-hmm. go to the laugh house, do my spot, then take the 40 back to school. Wow. Or yeah. I was doing that. Or then like when I started coming with my mom, Lives up Germantown, so I would mm-hmm. hop on the twenty three, then like the the sub, mm-hmm. and I was doing that back and forth right. every right. day. Grinding, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It like, so she saw how serious I was with it. My dad, um, I don't know. I guess it's just it's tough on a parent. Just like mm-hmm. as you hear your your son tells you your son with a scholarship. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I dropped out of college. Right. The rap, right. Right. trust me. I, I, <laughs> right. Trust, yeah. trust me. Yeah, it wasn't a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. So it's like your son with the scholarship just comes home to tell you, yo, I want to tell jokes. Mm-hmm. Like so, they think you're. Do they? Did they think you were funny? Um, like would they have they described you back yeah. then as, oh man, he's a funny kid? That's the thing. Like I know they wouldn't. So I know, <laughs> like, like for me and my family, like with my friends, like all my friends, they saw it coming. But in my family, I'm the quiet one because right. right, right, right. I have so many older. Right. I have so many older cousins. Mm-hmm. So. I could just, I would just listen to my cousins or like my dad tell stories all day. Like if somebody asks me, I don't think I'm the funniest one in my family at all. Like I right. think like just listening to my dad tell stories is just amazing to me. Right. I do that all day. So they thought you were out of your mind. Though. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even like, even like when I moved, my dad still would mention like, yo, you should think about getting your master's. Mm-hmm. Like, you You're should like, do no, this is no, right no. <laughs> it took like after like me getting a few TV credits here and there, it's like, oh, he's serious right. about this. So right. now like he gets it. Right. But even right. <laughs> yeah. even sometimes it's still tough. Yeah. Have yeah. you noticed a difference in the way now that you uh, you know, dealing with being on TV, working with Kevin Hart, have you noticed a difference in the way people are treating you? Um Cause that's always interesting to see when they when you when they yeah. when they see you start to make moves. Now all of a sudden there might be a little bit more. I want to say yes and no. Okay. I know um like my like my my core mm. friend group like my group chat. Oh, they keep me humble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they like they they shit on everything I do. But, um, that's true love, right? Yeah, there. That's true brotherhood, right? Yeah, there, they don't. Yeah, yeah. It means nothing to them. But I mean, but. But they've they've seen the whole evolution where it's like they would come and like support me at these they were the ones that were coming to like these small mm-hmm. hole in the wall venues. So like they so it's like this is nothing to them. Right. Whereas like um I feel like the people has changed it's more so comics thinking I've changed. Oh yeah, when yeah really is them. Here comes dude from New York <laughs> yeah, coming right, in yeah. thinking he's the ah, shit. Mr. Yeah, Fancy yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, you too yeah. good to do this. Yeah, it's right, like, right. no, you don't understand. For me to come back and do the show, I gotta go through so much. Right. Like as far right. as like just the transportation or yeah, yeah, you can't. You're not gonna do the show for that's, fifty yeah, bucks, yeah, yeah. right? And that's just yeah. a Philly you're shit. Like, that's in my general. Yeah. We have show, a Philly shit in general. Man. We have an inferiority yeah, complex with New York. Yeah, but yeah. anybody, anytime someone starts to get out of that bucket, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, we gotta no. try to pull them. No, down. but that's really the thing. Where it's like people will get mad because I won't do shows for that certain price, like like you said, like that fifty dollars, and it's like. But I'm gonna make ten dollars off of that, yeah. <laughs> like just like from travel and food. Right. Like, yeah. right. And right. have you ridden the Peter Pan bus? <laughs> right. Like, right. 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 Yeah. Nah, you're not gonna do that to no. me. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's crazy. We talked off uh, 
Mike about um, a question that I wanted to ask about. Um, you've used social media to to help uh, uh, push your profile as as all young comedians yes. are becoming. What do you feel about the the older comics that have a issue against that? Because um, like I said before, you, yeah. you're dope on stage, but I also yeah. love your videos. So um, it's more so just because they don't know how to adapt. Right, like you gotta. You can't stay stuck in that mindset. Right. You can't stay stuck in that mindset at all. And that's the thing is like, how can you want to be a writer or make your own TV shows or movies if you can't put together a minute skit? Right. Like, that's how I had to look at it. This is just practice. Like, right. building, like, with these videos, it's taught me how to build the scene, how to make a script not like I, I still don't know how to do it on a big level but I know how to at least right. build a minute of funny for mm-hmm. just a, a small quick scene and you edit all that yeah yeah all, that's all just all me yeah yeah a lot of comics they think like you have to have all this crazy equipment and green screens and all of that it's like really when it comes to these videos it's just like the stage right. you paint the picture for them mm-hmm. so it's like with the breakfast club one I don't have like these microphones or anything like that I'm really just I change my shirt or anything <laughs> like I might change my shirt for the different characters right, and right, stuff right. like that but you know who I am by what I'm saying right, right. so that's how it's, it's just it's simple it's like in the older comedy you just they need to with that mm. need because all it is is just marketing yeah it's so much easier for you to reach that bigger fan base so it's like you where it's like Guys had to grind 10, 15 years to get known, whereas, like, now you could be known in six days. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. So, so sometimes it works backwards now, right? right? Sometimes these folks get famous, get Instagram famous, and then right. they work backwards into a stand-up career. Right. Yeah. You know, now you, mm-hmm. you came about it the, the more the traditional market, right. way, which is that, you know, yeah. you kind of came up the other yeah. way, but, like, it's it's interesting like when you talk about the yeah. guys that are a little bit older and yeah. how they have to sort of I mean the only constant is change right That's so it. if you don't adapt to that then yeah. you're just the angry old guy yeah. right angry old guy yep. yeah and I'm I'm glad I did it the traditional way though because I see a lot of these internet guys they they come in the stand up and they're just horrible yeah. terrible right they're horrible the timing just, is totally right. different yeah it's, it's, it's a total it's a total different way of thinking mm-hmm. right. so like for me even with the videos Sometimes I wish I could put something out every day, but it's I start to question myself too much. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm in my own head too much, so it's it's ideas I had for years that I was sitting on, and I was like, no, I just gotta start putting this stuff out, even if it bomb right. or like right. let me just throw it out there. It can't right. hurt. Right. Yeah. Every comic has a uh, a bombing story. Have you ever bombed? Yeah, yeah. I, I still bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, remember, the, do you remember one in particular that was just like so? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the, that's really the only way to get good mm. is like by still bombing, and that's what hurts a lot of these internet people because there's they never went through that bombing right. process mm. of it's finding hard. Yeah, yeah of finding out. Yeah, you can good. not read comments, but right, you can. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. cut the comments cut off. Cut the comments right. off. You're standing on the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah they're still yeah. cutting the crowd off. <laughs> right. Right. right, and that's the thing. They're already famous, so right. it's like they're they're already known. So right. it's like right. they're bombing from a packed house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you you got uh, hundreds of thousands or a million followers, and you're bombing. <laughs> you're not going to want to do it. Right. And I yeah. think that's what um, one of the internet people I like Shiggy. Yeah. The Shiggy show. Yeah. He he um I know what. 
think he tried to do stand up once or twice. Bump. It just didn't go. And well. like, and he never went back to it. <laughs> right, right, right. When it's right. like, I think he's like really funny. Like, right. I mean, I like his videos. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he is. Like, Live, I haven't seen right. him in person. Right. But once you get through that bombing process, it turns you into a beast. Yeah. Are there times when you, if you, you tell deliver something you're performing and you notice it doesn't work quite right, but. Are you immediate in that moment saying, oh, I should have said it like this and then going into your next? Like, are you self-criticizing while you're in the middle of a performance? Sometimes, sometimes yeah. And that will do, that does help me better deliver the next joke or I might go into some crowd work and right. get them like to see like how they feel. Have you ever dealt with a heckler? Yeah, yeah. All the what's, time. What's your, what's your method? Because um, I know some... I used to get heckled all the time when I like when I first started. Yeah. And, um, it was his dad. Just <laughs> go back to school. <laughs> get your master. <laughs> what is your take on the, the state of comedy? Because I hear a lot of people that feel like comedians yeah. aren't able to be themselves. They have to tone it down. Yeah. Be very, you know, walk on eggshells. Is that something that you imply in your work? Or is that um, something you're like, fuck that. I'm doing me. Um, yeah, at this point, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing me. Yeah. I feel like, um, I don't, do I, I, I used to, I'm kind of half and half on it. Okay. I'm kind of half and half. Because I, I honestly, I'm not to cut you off, but I feel like that last Chappelle show, uh, Chappelle stand-up. Oh, was, that was amazing. That was fucking incredible. That shit was flawless. And he did exactly like, that. Like he that. took that and threw that yeah. back in people's faces. That so. shit was, it was a perfect hour yeah it was just like everything was just so well written yeah but you gotta do you have to be Dave Chappelle to do that at mm-hmm. this point like just anyone can't do you that can't get kind of material you know, the F word and yeah, yeah I want no I feel like anybody, <laughs> I feel like um, um, anybody can tackle certain topics <laughs> as long as you just don't care yeah and that's the problem I feel like um I feel like comics are be getting, becoming just as sensitive as the people. Mm. Where it's like, say what you want and just stand on it, and mm-hmm. and you won't have an issue. Just and that right. was what Chappelle did. He said exactly how he felt and he stood on it. Mm. Whereas like you got these comics getting mad about people being sensitive. Whereas like you can't tell people how to feel, mm. and that's that's the big problem right now with comedy. Right. Is comics getting mad? Like comics saying things that are offensive right. and they're getting mad that people are offended. Whereas like, for example, when I perform, if if I'm doing an older black crowd, mm-hmm. I I either won't say the N-word mm-hmm. or I'll really limit it right. because I know how older black crowds feel about that. Yeah. Like they take it's a that, different energy. Yeah, yeah right. they take that serious. Whereas like if I'm in a younger crowd, I could right. get away with it, but I know right. that. Same thing whereas like I know like as comics, we know you're going to get a different reaction if you say there's some beautiful women in here versus yo there's some bad bitches in here <laughs> like you're going to like you're going to get a different reaction off of these words right so it's just say what you want but just stand on it so do the Philly guys hang in New York do you hmm? guys you guys have like kind of your yeah. own crew that you because you came up through that yeah. same system that you guys are all buddies so yeah we all see each other a lot yeah. did you know uh, Chris Cotton yeah, yeah, Chris, that was my homie. Yeah. Chris, like, Chris, when I um started at the Laugh House, he was, like, one of the first guys I met. And and I thought, like, when he, and him passing, like, finding out he was only 32. Yeah. I, I know. It blew I, my mind yeah. because I thought he was so much older. Oh, yeah. Because, and it's not because of how he looked or anything. It was just how he carried himself and, like, 
he just he just had a, like a vet presence about yeah. him since yep. I met him. And um, I got so many stories of him looking out for me. Like yeah. I remember early on, he was telling this when I was still living in Philly. He was telling me about writing scripts. He was at that point where he was writing like just different sketches. And he was telling me this app he used called Celtics. Okay. That was like formats the scripts for you. Oh, really? So he was like, yo, you should um download this. Like, you should download this app. So I'm like, all right. So I look it up. Like, I'm next one. I look it up. And the app is like $15. So I'm like, yo, this app kind of expensive. <laughs> right? And like around the spot, like he just, he was like, here, just, and gave me a 20. Wow. And it was like, I really wanted to spend that on something else. Right, but you did, yeah. <laughs> But I'm like, yeah, like Chris, like. He like he believed in me, like he invested right. in me. So like I, I had to right, download right, it right there. Right. Like yeah, he was yeah. that he was that kind of guy. He For anybody listening that doesn't know, Chris Cotton is a Philly comic who passed recently. Um, I didn't know him person, but as you can see, he had an impact on a lot of people. So check out his stuff. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's, at his funeral, it was just it was just such a like it was a great send off. Yeah, it was funny because um like all the comics spoke and like told all these great stories. And then um, the owner of the Raven Lounge, he went up and, and spoke. And it, it was like, it seemed like he was just rambling. He right. wasn't talking into the mic really good. <laughs> so, like, all the comics just gave him the light. <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody put their phone. Time to go. Time to go. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So who's somebody in Philly that you think is underrated? Who's a comedian in Philly um, that you're a big fan of that maybe not a lot of people have heard? Right now, like coming up right now, um, what do I like? Marcus Lavar, like I've been, I, I took, I've, 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 Marcus, he, he, I took him to a few shows with me. Marcus is um, really good coming up. Who, who are you a big fan of nationally? Nationally, um, of course, the usual guys like Chappelle, mm. um, Chappelle, David Tell. Dave is great, man. Yeah, his crowd work yeah. is crazy. Yeah, Carrot Top. Carrot Let me see. Kevin? Um, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> no, I like, I like Kev's stuff. Yeah. I like, I just wish he'd be more free. Mm. As far as like, um, mm. it's like we get all the family stuff. Right. But it's just, he has so many stories right, 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 right. and like he's just a naturally funny person right right and how did you guys link up anyway so I met him well coming up through the laugh house it's like it's a, it's a small like it was like it's kind of like a it was like a mom and pop comedy club yeah mm-hmm. whereas you could really start from an open mic level and work your way up to hairliner mm-hmm. so the person that got me started um Ray was actually Kev's mentor that mm-hmm. Two Ray is the one that introduced Kev to Keith Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, just from being around two, and then um, this guy Spank Horton. Mm-hmm. Spank is I know Spank. Uh, yeah, yeah, Spank Plastic is, Cup Boys, yeah, right? He right. he features for Kev. Like he opens on um, for Kev on the road. So, Spank was headlining at Helium. This is 2014. Mm-hmm. So every time it was a like a headliner that I kind of knew, I would hang out at their shows to try to get guest spots like just to get that five minutes so i hung out the whole weekend he was at helium to do guest spots on every show he ended up putting me up and i did good on everyone nice and um we just stayed in touch one day i'm at work spank hit me up like yo send me one of your tapes i want to see if i could get you on a showcase mm-hmm. i didn't know what the showcase was a week later i get an email like hey anthony i'm a producer from comedy central 
we putting together a show for um Kevin Hurt and we want you to be on it. Like that's literally how that happened. You jumped out of your seat, right? Like <laughs> I was like, I was ready to walk out of work so fast. Yeah. Like, I couldn't I believe. I made it, motherfucker. Right? <laughs> Do you play it yeah. cool? Be like, oh, let me forward it to my people, see what they but, say. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, even then, I still. It was like they said they wanted me on the show, but like things still weren't certain. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, okay, we're interested. Yeah. So as things are going on, like so, I'm watching like Kevin Spank their Instagram and like they're still on their tour. So I hit up Spank like, yo, you, am, am I definitely on your show? He was like, they said they like your tape, but I'm gonna hit them up to see like if things are for, for sure. So on a Wednesday, I get a call there on the like the Comedy Central people on a conference call, like, hey Anthony, you're definitely on the show. Um, we're gonna need these things from you. So it was like by that Friday, I had to email them um, a copy of my set that I was gonna do, and then we were taping that Monday, mm-hmm. and. I couldn't get any stage time that week because I'm telling people I'm doing a show with Kevin Hart, but nobody at the clubs are believing me. <laughs> yeah. So it was sure. like, yeah, sure yeah. yeah, I am so, too, right after I quit bouncing. Yeah. Right. So I came to Philly that Sunday. I did the open mic at Fergie's, but this was on I, in April. I taped on April, and that Sunday actually happened to be WrestleMania. Mm. So it was like, and like a bunch of the Philly comics here are like huge wrestling fans. So it was like that makes total sense. Right. So it was like no comics, no comics really at the open mic. Um that was a light crowd. And I just went up and just like I started trying to do my set, but nobody was really into it anyway. So it was like I just bombed. Right. So it was like I was bombing with the material I was supposed to take with the next day. Wow. So I was just like, man, I'ma just do whatever. Y'all not listening anyway. And um so yeah, it was like all, the only stage time I got before I taped the show was me bombing right, at right. Fergie's. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, when the actual taping that was amazing. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, couldn't have came out any better. Yeah. And he's nice. been he's been supportive and, and yeah. yeah yeah he yeah. looks out he looks out a lot. He okay. was like yeah. What's on the horizon? What is the goal? What is the goal for for Anthony Moore? Like what is the um, the dream? It, obviously you're living it, but what yeah. is the 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 finish line if you would say? So. All right, so my goal for this year, mm-hmm. I'm about to start touring these colleges, and like I'm really going to tighten up my hour. Mm-hmm. Then I want to shoot my hour sometime in the next year. Okay. And then I just want to, from touring with these colleges, I'm a, I want to build up. I'm building up my fa- my fan base with these um with mm-hmm. the college students, um because they're the ones the yeah. main ones on social media. So I want to. They're the ones that'll push you over the edge. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. And I'm their first impression of what mm-hmm. comedy is. Mm-hmm. So I want to tour with the colleges, then move on to the comedy clubs, then move on to theaters, and then work my way up to where I'm doing arenas. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about social media. I know because I, I manage and help musical acts. Mm-hmm. So it's so important if I reach out to an agent or a lawyer, the first thing they'll say is, so what are those, how many Instagram followers they have? How right. Many Twitter, how many views their YouTube shit has? Oh. So it's the same in the comedy oh, world. Definitely, definitely. It's all about the numbers. That's how it is. Like the first few meetings I had with MTV. It was that same situation where it was like, uh, I took this one. I was still living in Philly. I took a trip up there to have a meeting with them, and that was the first thing they asked me. Mm-hmm. Was like, they were like, "Yeah, you're funny, but you really don't have a strong internet presence." Right. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. it makes you respect the old school in me, my world, music A and R guys, mm-hmm. and the agents and TV people back in the day. 
because they just had to trust their instincts and know right. this was good. This is an easy job now. Like if you have a hundred thousand followers, then right. people know yeah, you. The job's already no, done for. Yeah, you. yeah. yeah. Right. That's but the, that's not easy. No, but that's the thing too. No, but the it job on the other side is oh, easy. Right, the right, agents, yeah, yeah, the yeah. corporate world, yeah. who to invest in, they don't right, need instincts right. anymore. It's a right, proven right, right. track record. Yeah. But that's the thing too. They pick these people with the the followers, but it doesn't translate to views. Yeah. Cause it's like they they throw these people in these movies and TV shows, thinking like, okay, they got a bunch of followers, all their followers are going to watch. But it's like, no, their followers, they're the people that's just on their phones all day. They don't watch. They, these are, yeah, these are kids that don't watch TV, that don't really spend money. They're not buying tickets, right? Yeah. So, whereas like if a, a true stand-up comedian, a true stand-up comedian that has one million followers. They're doing arenas, right? Mm-hmm. Versus an internet comic that broke into stand up. They're just doing comedy club venues because that's only a small amount of them actually spend money. Right. Yeah, and I'll see YouTube people who have twenty million followers. They'll play like the the TLA here, right? right. Holds like two thousand, but they're not selling it's that a out. Different, right. It's a different energy, right? Yeah. yeah, different energy. Well, you're not building that like real. Real fan base. You're not being yeah. like at the cult of you, right? You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. you're just you're just every, anybody out there is like, oh, I'll watch him for seven seconds, but right. <laughs> I'm not exactly. gonna watch him for an hour, right? right. right. We want to take it to the uh, let's do it. Yeah. We're gonna wrap it up, man. This is the Philly Blunt, uh, where we just ask you rapid fire questions. How we right. end the end the interview? All right, All right. Uh, Ben or Joel? Joel. Joel, Ben stinks. I hit, yo, oh my goodness. Oh boy. I, I don't know about uh, you think he stinks. I, I, I don't, he doesn't stink, no, but he, he doesn't he stink. Tra- I wish they trade him. Yeah. That, yes. Yeah. He needs to be yeah. traded. He God needs to, like I, Ben, he's a great Come if he on. was just a role player, mm-hmm. he would be great. Like he would be he's a great role player. But to be like that. We're gonna revisit this. I'm gonna tweet you yeah. in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Remember this. Right. This one's tough, man. This yeah. is the Philly Blunt or a podcast that celebrates Philly. New York or Philly. Oh, Philly. Philly for sure. Speaking yeah. of Philadelphia, who's on your Mount Rushmore Philly rappers? You get three to four. You can go four, but I like three. Um, Beanie Siegel. Um, Black Thor. Yes. All right, cool. Who's the third? Is it going to be Young? Damn, that's what's tough. I'm, I, I, I wouldn't want to say... I'm gonna have to go with Will Smith and Meek. Okay, that's a good four. Well, that's four. That's a yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a Mount four. Rushmore. That's a good four. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's an incorrect answer. Reef the lost cause. Nah, come on. Needs <laughs> to be on that list. Like, get out of here. Uh, what song do you like to dance to? <laughs> Ooh. What song do I like to dance to? I'm gonna play it right as soon as you say it. I'm gonna edit in a snippet of this song too, so make it good. That, the uh, way the way he asked that was like super. Um, what song do you like to dance? As a <laughs> as a recently, it's been that Burner Boy song. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I know one time. I know one woman. I want enjoy. I want But damn, honestly, anything if I'm drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what's on your bucket list? Um, Top thing. What's on my bucket list? Um, Queen Latifah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So you like them thick, huh? Yeah, yeah you like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah Queen yeah, Latifah yeah, and yeah. Lizzo. You like them, yeah. you like them yeah. voluptuous. Yeah, I saw yeah. your Lizzo yeah, commentary. It, uh, uh, my my girl hates it. It started off as a joke, then I just kept up with it, but. It was like one day I had tweeted about Lizzo like probably like five times right. back to back. Right, right. I seen it. And she was like, 
all right, that's enough now. <laughs> like, like you, you, you're past your Lizzo minimum for today. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, Lizzo. Yeah. Name a movie you think you could have starred in and been a success. Um, A movie I could have starred in. Damn, these are good questions. Um, What's a movie I could have started in? I don't know. I just I know I want to play a serious role. Mm, okay. That's one thing I do want to do. Like um, first, you could you could have been you could have been Forrest Gump. Thing. That's what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> you could have been Gump. <laughs> um, uh, Jenny was a horrible person in that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. She was atrocious. Yeah. I've had yeah. Jennies in my life. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? You just fucking yeah. suck right. it dry. Yeah. Um, Fuck let me see. <laughs> right. Just got AIDS and left him a single father. Yo, like, just in and out of his life, like yeah. just yeah, she used him. Um, damn, I don't know. I would not my first movie, but I definitely do want to play serious roles okay. later down the line. All right, but this, um, good. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's, that's a good. I'm, I'm going to have to think about that now. Okay. Yeah. Favorite comedian of all time. Um, Stand up. Now we're not talking movie. We're talking about a person that got on stage with a microphone. And you think is the best at what they did? Chappelle. Chappelle, okay. I, I think I think Chappelle is is the best. Over over Eddie, yeah. Chris, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. not even close. You get uh, you can yeah. book any band for your birthday this year. Birthday uh, performance for your birthday. What what's who's it going to be? I want to say probably Drake. Nice. Either Drake, either like right yeah. now, I guess because yeah. I know I know Drake. I know where Drake Party would be good. This dude on his <laughs> underground rap. So. I know Drake Party would be good. Yeah, that'd be but, crazy. You know how many girls would come to that? But, yeah, yeah, I like the way um, he thinks. Yeah, his girlfriend I mean, wasn't like that either. No, <laughs> but she, she, she thinks tweeting about Lizzo was bad. <laughs> we told the Drake birthday right. party. No, but honestly, what I've been listening to a lot lately, I listen to a lot of J-Rock. Like, Love I J-Rock. honestly... You would I, like J-Rock. And he's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. he's part of the Kendrick, and, Kendrick yeah. story. And yeah. the, the thing, I feel like um, he was more so the experiment before Kendrick. He so was, was the like, one that they they threw out there first right, to, to see what would happen. Yeah, to figure yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. the formula. Yep. You're going to take your girl out to make up for the Lizzo tweets. <laughs> or, or, or it's an anniversary and you have to see one of these two comics. Where are you taking her? Sinbad or Dane Cook? <laughs> oh, definitely Sinbad. Sinbad, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Sinbad. I just, a holiday tradition in my house is we watch Jingle All the Way every Christmas Eve because Sinbad steals that movie is as the, the villain. The He's the villain? mailman who's the villain to you, Arnold you, you know what the, getting the turbo bizarre? man. I watched that in so long. You know what's bizarre to me about Sinbad? Because I, I always thought that Sinbad was yeah. pretty corny. Yeah. He was friends with Phil Hartman. They were really, really close. And I think Phil Hartman's like one of the great comic yeah, geniuses yeah, yeah, of our yeah, lifetimes. And like him and Sinbad were apparently thick as thieves. And yeah. like they were like, they, yeah. they wrote some movies together. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Phil Hartman, he got murdered by his wife, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, murder suicide. Wow. Holy Grail sneaker. Holy Grail sneaker. Like that, the one that like, it doesn't matter what, if you were able to get it, you would. Um, My favorite sneakers, the first Iversons. Bold prediction for 2020. Bold prediction for 2020. Um, I'm going to say it might not be that bold, but I'm I'm going to say Sixers. Sixers could win the championship. I think they. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, there it is. Because they're the only ones in the East that could stop Giannis. Yeah. They they they're the only ones like because of Embiid. So it's like if Ben 
if Ben can get it together. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If ben, yeah. If Ben steps up like he yeah. did on Christmas Day. Right. Yeah. yeah. As much as as much as I don't like him. Well, I was going to say, stop it. Like, stop it. Until you were trading him <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Now you guys are right. saying they're going to win it with him. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Greg. Bring yeah. us home. Last one. Uh, tell us something beautiful about Philadelphia. Something beautiful about Philadelphia. Because people always say it's just this grimy, dirty place. But we know that's not true. Yeah. No. Philly people... Um, Philly people are actually great people. Like, try to tell motherfuckers all. Like the time. when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, ah. that was like a special time where it's like everybody would just yeah. People like, going to cemeteries, right? Like, people going to cemeteries by the hundreds people and right. like putting putting jerseys over the gravestones. Right. I like, saw I saw grown men in my neighborhood, and I live on, I live on t- around two streets, so it's all tough Irish. I mean, right. obviously they get dressed up like mummers, but. <laughs> Hysterically crying On each other's shoulder man Like it was a beautiful Fucking time man Yeah Yeah Alright buddy So so thankful you came on the show Yeah What are your your socials man Yes to give all the info All that jazz Twitter Instagram All that and more That's all that Like the TV show A-N-D More M-O-O-R-E My website Is AnthonyMoreComedy.com Facebook Anthony Moore Um Any other apps um, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Black Planet, right, right, yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah. thank you so much, man. We, we, uh, as as Philadelphians and fans of comedy, we are excited to watch your rise. Keep going, man. You seem like yeah. a really yeah. good dude. So, thank yeah. you, right, thank you, man. Thanks to New Wave for having us too. New Wave Cafe, Thirty Catherine. Yep, yep, yep. It's the sound of Philadelphia. Covered in blood, the man's office is covered in bugs, the youth dreams cut short.